0: Before to start with this episode, I just wanted to remind you that Easy Medical Device do have its own shop now, so don't hesitate to go and to find some templates uh, related to the medical device regulation, uh, or uh, also some coaching session that I'm offering. Okay, so let's start now with this episode. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazouzi from EasyMedicalDevice.com. And today, this is a special episode because I am alone first, which is not usual for my podcast. Um, but yeah, I decided to create some also uh, episode where I'm alone just to make a, a small a review uh, of maybe what's happening during the month or the quarter. I'm, I'm still deciding what will be the frequency of this. Um, and I decided to do that for the first month, which is <laughs> month of January, uh, because uh, I think there was a lot of things that are, that were happening in January. Uh, and I wanted just to share that with you if you are not aware or if you are aware just to get uh, more insight about some of those information. Uh, So first information is the fact that uh, I had been granted to make some LinkedIn lives. Um, So this will be um, um, so this is a tool that uh, is not really uh, given to everybody on LinkedIn. So it's an in beta version. Uh, so I applied for it and apparently I got uh, accepted. So which is great. And now I'm trying to use this tool to communicate more with people to be to create some interactive sessions. Uh, I had the first session that failed because there were some disconnections. Uh, and I created a second session with uh, Stefan Boleininger where we talked about how to build um uh, an MDR and IVDR project uh, because there were a lot of people that were contacting me to ask me to support them related to some MDR and IVDR projects. And they were always asking me, oh, how is it working? What is the first step? What is the second step? So I tried to create a fa- framework on this video. So I hope you 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 were here live looking at it. Uh, if you were not, I put that also on my YouTube channel so you can just go to the YouTube channel and you can see yeah, that it was really an interactive session. Uh, even Stefan was a bit uh, disappointed by the fact that uh, he had to speak about a topic and the comments were coming, so he had to read about it. So, uh, but yeah, we 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 are trying to adjust uh, adjust all that. But I think yeah, it was it is really a great tool that I will try to use to involve some SMEs and also if you are part of my network because for now there is not no kind of invitation. If you are part of my network on LinkedIn, so it means that you are just following on LinkedIn Uh, then you'll get notified when I'm going live uh, but I'm trying also to inform you in advance to say to to make a post and to just say uh, here are some LinkedIn lives I will mention also today some of the LinkedIn lives that will come uh, in future uh, so that you you know also what is uh, what is happening Um, so I will try to give you now some quick updates of what is happening what happened if I can say in in January uh, so that you can see uh, if this is some information that you are having or missing uh, and then maybe asking also some question about that. So the first thing is about uh, MHRA. So MHRA just released a guidance related to the clinical investigation, uh, which is a guidance uh, that um, is great as usual. The MHRA are providing really great guidance. I don't know how it will happen with Brexit, so it's also a topic that I wanted to talk with you today. Um, if MHRA will continue to do all those things, uh, but uh, for now they were really a great support. So uh, thank you MHRA for, for all what you are doing. Um, Another guidance that came out uh, this month is about uh, the cyber security. So MDCG Group uh, created uh, this guidance. I started to read it, I just had a quick view, and to be honest, it was quite interesting. Uh, I was more thinking about having something that is more for geeks, if I can say, uh, on cybersecurity, but here it was really explaining where on the MDR you have to answer the question about cybersecurity, like the annexes, annex one, so which section, etc., etc. Um, which I think is, is a good overview of that and uh, helping, I think, a lot of companies to understand what is required from them regarding in cyber security uh, for their, for their products. So many needs for software or devices that are connected to a network. So how um, they can make this secured and how they can not have any, uh, any issues with their products. So um, intentional or non-intentional also. Um, so yeah, I really encourage you to go there and to look at this one. I will try to get uh, an SME also to talk about cyber security on the podcast. Uh, so I look forward uh, to it. So I hope they will Uh, you will really enjoy that Um, another point that uh, we wanted to talk is about the nomenclature so there were some people that were asking me what is the nomenclature what are we using so the European Commission decided to use the CND nomenclature before it was uh, the the most common used was the GMDN one but now it's a CND and the future name will be EMDN so uh, European Medical Device nomenclature Um, and this is used mainly for uh, the registration of your products uh, on the Udamed database Um, but Udamed is delayed so there is still some question how this will be done Uh, but uh, um, the CND uh, nomenclature is now trying to be updated to align also with what was done with the GMDN, so it's also a, a good work that they are doing now for that. But uh, try also to identify which um, CND code, if I can say, is on your products and put that also on your documentation so that you know exactly where wh- wh- what is uh, where is located your products on, on this uh, on this uh, on this hierarchy. Um, okay, next one is about the ISO fourteen nine seven one. We are talking about that since months, so yeah, since months. Um, I had um, uh, Marcelo Antunes on the podcast that uh, explained to us how a standard is created, um, and now finally this standard is uh, is published. Uh, so the uh, the standard regarding um, risk management from medical devices, and. What we, what I'm planning to do, uh, I contacted Marcelo Antunes and I asked him if he is interested to make a presentation of this, uh, of this uh, standard, and he accepted. And we will do that through a LinkedIn Live. So the objective is also for me to have some visual, to uh, some images or to show to people so that they really understand what is happening with this new uh, ISO uh, 14971 uh, um, standard but also for you to ask your questions. So there will be the live so people can go ask questions and then we can monitor that and and try to, to answer to them. So we are preparing that for you. Uh, not in in the month of february for sure in the month of february but you will get anyway a notification on, on linkedin so as i said please con- connect with me on linkedin follow me on linkedin so that you get the uh, the, um, the notifications um and then you 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 know exactly when this will happen um other thing is, um, yeah, there was also a great video that uh, Basile Akra has made uh, from Chief Sud, um about Article 23. It surprised me because uh, when I, I listened to him, I said, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, when I read the first time the this article, I said, oh, maybe not. Um, so it's about parts uh, and components. So the article is about part, parts and components. And when you are reading this article, you think, oh, it's only for uh, some service providers that are Changing some parts or components on your uh, on your device, but it's also applicable to software. So if you are changing something on software, you are patching your software, you're updating your software, you provide an update. It's like you are changing a component, so you have also to respect the same uh, this article for that. So uh, be careful. But I really encourage you to go and to see this video from uh, from Basilacra on the Tu Sud uh, YouTube channel, uh, and then you can you can look at it. I will try to to All the information I'm I'm providing to you here I will try to create that uh, to create a kind of a newsletter and uh, send that to all the people that are also on my list Uh, I will try also to see if I can do that with the show notes I I, I don't know if it's possible Uh, I mean it's possible but I have I don't know if it's uh, useful if I can say to do that on the show notes directly Uh, let me know let me know it's better if you want to prefer to to get that through emails uh, then please subscribe to the um, to my mailing list so that you get all the the information or if the just the show notes is is sufficient for you. Um, Okay so the big topic that we wanted to talk about today is Brexit. Um, So this episode will go live on the 3rd of February I think uh, if I'm not mistaken quickly. Yeah 3rd of February. So we are in Brexit if I can say so. (laughs) Since uh, 31st of uh, and uh, so since 1st of February, so uh, the United Kingdom are not anymore in the European Union. But I mean, they are still in the European Union. So because there is a transition period uh, until end of the year. Um, I think um, there is an article that is really interesting to read uh, because it gives you a lot of insight of the process of this Brexit, how it will impact um, the country, the European Union, etc, etc. And it's uh, an article that uh, Eric Volbrecht uh, wrote on his blog. So we'll also put the, the, that on the on the link uh, the links. So please go and read it because it's really interesting. And if you have more questions, so just send the question to Eric uh, through his blog, and uh, you will get maybe some answers, uh, good answers from him. But uh, this is interesting because at the end. Nothing really changed for now. Uh, we have still one year to, to see, uh, what will be the agreements with the European Union. So there is still maybe things that can change or not change. We don't know for now. So, but when I read the article from Eric, apparently it will not, it can take many years. So it's not like a, an easy process. Um, on another basis, we can also talk about. I call it SWIGZIT, but it's not really SWIGZIT. Um, so, Switzerland uh, and European Union. There is a, a mutual uh, recognition agreement that is um, signed between European Union and Switzerland. And um, this agreement is recognizing the medical device directive, but... There is no agreement for now to recognize the medical device regulation on this agreement. So it means that um, as soon as the May uh, as soon as the date of application for the MDR is coming, so May 26, 2020, then the um, Switzerland will be considered as a third party country for medical devices only. So um, if you are if your product is still good with MDD then you continue as usual but if your product is now has to move now to MDR then you have to appoint uh, an authorized representative you have to appoint an importer etc etc I also recorded um, uh, a podcast about that so yeah you will hear more about it uh, in the next weeks uh, regarding regarding this um, this uh, I, I should not call it to exit because switzerland will not exit is already out of europe if i can say but will not exit uh, specifically from from europe but there is some kind of um, still some negotiation in in place uh, in place for that um, okay um, what is really interesting also is the fact that uh, there is um, some um, a lot of things that are ongoing actually so there is first the mdr is coming then we have the brexit at the same time then we have this maybe it, etc etc so a lot of things are coming so i know that you have a lot of questions so please let me know also if you have your que- uh, some questions let me know the questions and then i'll try to find somebody to answer to you uh try to see who can be uh maybe a part of the podcast or if we can have to do a linkedin live with somebody so that we you can ask the, your questions etc cetera, etc cetera. so so let me know um, I think it's really important that you are informed and you know exactly what to do Um, Okay, I wanted also to make you um, a small summary of what happened this week, uh, this month uh, on Easy Medical Device. So first, we had the episode with um, Elena Quif regarding PMCF. So if you haven't uh, listened to it, so it's really an interesting episode explaining to you what is the PMCF, why you should do it. Why you cannot not do it? If I can say so, it's it's also a good a good topic for you. So don't hesitate to go back to the to the to this episode if you have still some question about PMCF. Um, as you also know, I'm releasing some small episodes. Uh, called the medical device school where I'm trying to really answer a question shortly with also an SME uh, so this this uh, this month we had uh, a uh, uh, medical device school episode regarding how to audit your supplier with uh, Stefan bollinger so it was also a great one because uh, a lot of people think, that you have to audit your supplier like a notified body, but in reality, uh, it's not like that. So please go and uh, look at it. I also had uh, Michel Lot uh, to discuss with us about the 510k registration in the US. So this was also interesting because... Um, there, we are talking a lot of about MDR, but I had also some customers that want to move to US. So I think it was maybe a, a great moment to start to talk to them about what is the process, how to do that, is it easy or not, how long it takes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Michel provided really a lot of information about that. So don't hesitate to go back and listen to it. Um, Stefan also uh, Stefan Bolanger also helped us to understand how to implement a QMS that is compliant to MDR. Um you have your ISO 13485 uh quality management system or not but you have maybe something um, and a lot of people are thinking, okay, I have my ISO 13485, then I'm fine for MDR. But it's not true in reality because you still have to implement some MDR requirements on your quality management system. So I encourage you to go to look at this episode just to understand what are the differences, how you can spot those differences with your quality management system. Um, and then, yeah, to, just to update that. The updates are not huge, but you have to update that so to be compliant to the, to the medical device regulation. Um, another episode about the medical device school. Yeah. It was a funny one because I had a lot of comments about that. People were thinking, thank, thanking me because. <laughs> saying, Oh, yeah, it's great that you are promoting the job of quality uh, aggregator affairs. So the title was, Why is it awesome to work in QA area? Uh, so yeah, I find it really great because we tried really to explain why we like our job, why we like what we are doing. Um, and also try to see uh, if. If we can convince people to come t- to our community, if I can say. So yeah. So uh, so Karan Debadwar helped me uh, regarding this episode. We also recorded other episodes with him, so I will release that within the the, the next few few weeks. Um. Last episode we have this month is about uh, how to register a product in Brazil with um, Tanya Aprigliano. Um. So. It's I'm trying to make a series about how to register products in, in some regions that are linked to MDSAP. So MDSAP is uh, the medical device single audit program and is linked to the US, to Brazil, to Australia, to Canada. Uh, and to Japan um, so if you want to register for example your products in Canada it's mandatory for you to have MD uh, so it's why I try right now to collect information about this in case you are trying to register your products in one of those countries you can you can do that so i'm trying now to spot some smes that can help but if you know already some people that can talk about for example canada or japan or australia so don't hesitate let me know uh, that i can uh, maybe invite them for for the podcast um so yeah, here is uh, the, this short review of uh, what happened this month. I hope yeah, this is complete for you and showing you a bit of the headlines. I will not really go through each of the standards that came out or each of the guidance etc because I think we have just to to take into um, account the, the, the major ones. Um, also one thing if you want uh, if you are starting or creating your projects for MDR or MDsap or other things so I tried to create some templates uh, to help you Uh, so please go to the shop so easymedicaldevice.com slash shop and then just try to see if there is something that is interesting for you and if you are also interested to just talk to me about your project and that I can help you so don't hesitate contact me and and I can do that for you okay so as I said it is a short episode so just to make a review of what happened this month I will try to do that Um, frequently I will see uh, what will be the frequency uh, but I think it's important just to make a summary of what happened and for you that maybe are not following all the posts that I'm doing all the the emails that you can have a small summary about that. Okay, so it was really a pleasure to help you. Uh, Don't hesitate to contact me if you have any questions and uh, let's continue on our journey to MDR. So MDR is coming. Uh, So don't uh, don't forget it and don't, uh, don't wait before to start your projects to be MDR compliant. Okay, so thank you for that and I wish you a nice day.